Three dudes, one movie, 20 years. It's time to go back to the show. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. Get away from her, you bitch. Boy, that escalated quickly. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And here are your hosts, Danny Widener. I just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. Jonas Stolpe. Come in with the mail. Come in with the mail. Come in with the mail. And Robert Peck. Come on, yeah! Welcome everybody! Hi guys, it's uh, it's time for another episode of Back to the Show. I'm Jonas. We got Danny here. We got Robert here. Guys, how's everybody Hi-oh. doing? <laughs> Heyo! <laughs> doing great. Doing great. Fantastic. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you guys like the opening. Heyo! I'm gonna do it. All we should all do it every time now. I feel like. Yep. Stick with it. Great. That's great. Stick with what you know, Jonas. <laughs> guys uh as a reminder last week we spun the wheel of fun the new fun wheel and we ended with this week uh i hope everybody watched the 1991 classic drop dead fred did you guys watch it yes hell yes yes four dollars for that i paid twice <laughs> not again. I well, don't understand how that's possible. Do you not understand or know how it works? It's your fault, Jonas. It's your fault. You canceled on us, and then I had to watch it again just so it was fresh. Yeah. It made clearly it made a startling impression the first time around. You forgot the entire movie less than a week after watching it. <laughs> no, actually, I'll tell you what I did. I watched it a first go round just to kind of get the vibe and the feel. The second is the real one where I'm taking notes and picking it apart. Mm. Now, this time, the second I didn't watch because you canceled day of. Hello! I postponed (laughs) and did the second watch this morning. It's not your fault. It's just my my method. No, honestly, I like that. I like the two-watch approach. That's pretty good. I mean, sometimes it's quite a freaking... Slog? Is that the right term? I think it is. In this particular case, I think that's appropriate. <laughs> I would say some movies warrant a second watch, but not so much Drop Dead Fred. Oh man, I, I think we're gonna have some. We're gonna butt heads on this, people. Oh what? <laughs> actually, actually, surprisingly, I might be more on Robert's side this time than Danny's side. Wow, what? I, yep. What comes to mind? I'm as surprised as you are. <laughs> master class comes to mind um, um a, yeah i mean an absolute clinic oh my god i'm getting lightheaded <laughs> so let's just pass it out there oh shit I didn't pay the three dollars to rent it. I splurged the thirty-two dollars on the Criterion. <laughs> you got the Blu-ray. I, I got the Criterion uh, Director's Cut Expanded Edition. So, oh, nice! Yeah, really great. Great. Just, <laughs> just for the outtakes. Yeah, for, yeah exactly. That's exactly right. 
Uh, okay, guys. Drop Dead Fred. Remind me, uh, who put this one on the wheel? Robert, it was you, right? Uh, I think it was me. Was it maybe? But it was almost it was almost like he read my mind because I think <laughs> I think I was actually about to recommend it and then Danny did and I was like, holy shit, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I picked a bunch of shitty movies, like this is one of them. And, right. And I just happened so there's a bunch of shitty movies on the wheel still, but we happened to hit this one. So yeah. I will say though, when I was thinking about recommending it, it wasn't because I thought it was shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so okay, so well, let's start with Danny then. So Danny, you thought of it. So what was your like what was your memory of it? Why did you think oh this is one we gotta revisit? I just remember it being so horrible, and the thing over the years, people have talked bad about it, and it was it was universally a shitty movie. So I mean, naturally, I, th- I thought it was you know good enough to put on the wheel of shit. <laughs> what did you? What did you? Did you have any specific memories of scenes from it or sequences from it? Like, did you remember it as being like funny, not funny, bad, funny? Like, what was? Did you have any memory of it? Literally, the only thing I remember is an uncomfortable like hospital waiting room scene. And then like my brain, like a traumatic injury, like erased everything else. So <laughs> I, I, that's all I remember is that, that waiting room scene. It was like taking a green pill that just got rid of it. <laughs> yeah, <all>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Robert, your turn. Uh, what do you remember about the movie? Actually, wait, Danny, do you remember the last time you saw it? Like, do you have a memory of when you were, how old? Yeah. You were I made my mom go see that with me. Oh, shit. In the theater. Yeah, I went to the theater for that one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 1991, a four-year-old Danny gets his mom to take him to the theater. For... <laughs> I was like 15. I don't do numbers. Listen, this isn't a math podcast. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah, I don't to. Yeah. All right. Poindexter, if you want to do the algebra podcast, that's somewhere else. <laughs> okay all right (laughs) oh my god robert okay your turn buddy when what do you remember from it and when did you see it i definitely didn't see it in the theater i think i rent like you know rental but pretty new release status so probably what is that like back then it was maybe did it take like a year for a movie to get to rental after the theater? <laughs> I mean, it took a while. It was probably ninety two. So yeah, it could have been ninety two. It was yeah, probably ninety two. So, so probably there ish. I think I I definitely have watched bits and pieces like over the years, but never like actually sat and watched it again. I didn't remember a ton. I mean, I remembered that. He had a green suit. <laughs> I remember mm-hmm. that he called the mom. I put mega bitch or mega beast. I wasn't quite sure. It's both. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, it turns out uh, for some reason, I thought bitch, like probably not, huh? Because it was like a kid's movie, but turns out, yes. Not, by the way, not a kid's movie. Not, well, no. right. And it turns out not a kid's movie. <laughs> um, I, but I mean, I remember, oh, and I remember the flat face scene i didn't i didn't remember why his face went flat but i do for some reason i i had that memory of the the squished face from the fridge okay so uh so for me i remember i think i definitely watched the movie on video around when it came out i definitely remember i remember british drop dead fred i remember he was british i remember that like 
Stuff about a mud pie, I also have memories of. I do remember the flat face thing also. And then I remember that the movie was funny. I, my memory was that like I watched it and I think I sort of came into it thinking it was a movie that I was going to like and then getting bored with it. All right, Drop Dead Fred, here we go. So um, the movie starts, and, I, and I'm and i only going to say right now, the opening minute of this movie, including the opening credits, and I'll say I did was not looking forward to watching this movie. I did not want to watch it. Um, no, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> but in that, in, that first, in that first minute, the opening with her and the bedtime story, and then the opening credits, those hand-drawn credits, I was immediately turned. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. I'm in. Maybe I was wrong about this movie completely. Yeah, it had like a comforting value. I don't know. There was something about that. It was just like, it was like dark and fucked up and crazy in a way that I don't think I was expecting it to open with. Like her saying the thing about like, whatever she says, I forget. She says like, what? that's a bunch of bullshit or whatever she says, I forget, little girl. And then that rolled right into all those hand-drawn pictures of basically like people getting slaughtered and chopped up. I just, for me, suddenly I was like, whoa, shit. This is like way more subversive than I was expecting. Maybe this movie is bonkers in ways that is, that are great. Like I came in, like I'm on board. It got me going. It juiced. Mm-hmm. It got me juiced. Juiced, baby. Juiced got my chemicals up. That's right. <laughs> I did like this first. I did like again. I actually, had, I have to admit, I did also like this first sort of ten minutes of like. I like how they rapid fire just everything got fucked up so fast. Like Charles breaks up with her. The car gets sm- window smashed. Purse stolen. Car stolen. She gets fired. <laughs> like I was, I was fired. on board. I was on board with all of that. Actually. <laughs> the fact that she got fired the way she did was—I don't know—just crazy. It was like, dude, judge, just let her finish out this. You know, wait till recess or whatever, right? Like, you let her like come she, back. She's late your- one time. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> and she had a pretty good excuse. <laughs> like, I know like she wasn't lying. Hear her out for fuck's sake. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Why did that homeless guy or whoever he was steal like the most piece of shit car you could find on the street? Like he actually d- like came back to it and he's like, "This, this is the car I want to like steal." A double take, right? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, he like I feel like he like wasn't in the market for car stealing. He was like walking and no. had like a drink in his hand and was like maybe heading to meet a friend. And was, like, he just like, paid his phone bill. Right. Yeah, totally. I did like actually though. I did make it a. I did kind of love that it, the shot kept like it was on her in the in the phone booth, and then it would like track over to like the car and yeah. get stolen, and then back to her and like track uh-huh. over and the guy stealing the shit. Like I like that that the sort of going back and forth between her and and the it was. I thought it was kind of funny. And then uh, so then she gets fired, and then she meets Mickey, and then we get the first of these Fred flashbacks. And I have to say, I laughed very out loud when Grandma got hit with all that yellow paint. <laughs> that is that is that is objectively hilarious. <laughs> like so funny, so funny. I laughed because, like, just to think about, like. A little old lady being hired just to have yellow paint. <laughs> <laughs> on it. it wasn't a little bit. It was an entire can of paint. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's what makes it so funny. It's like a truckload of yellow paint. It just gets <laughs> splashed all over her. 
in just one solitary locked off wide shot. Like it was. It was Can you imagine in the set, like afterwards, the, the healed cut, like how awkward it must have been, like to go up to her with like a towel and be like, "I'm, I'm sorry, Betty. That was, I know. That was, that was <laughs> I know, right? We're no. gonna have to, uh, we're gonna have to do it again. <laughs> uh, sorry, we're gonna use uh, a five gallon this time. <laughs> yeah, uh, take sixty two. Let's uh, go with a little more goopy paint this time and hit her again. <laughs> can someone get her tears? Can someone wipe her tears from her face? Thanks. I know. We can see the <laughs> tears glistening on your cheeks, Betty. Can you just wipe those? Okay, and roll it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so we get some. We get. That's when we start to get the beginnings, I guess, of these like Fred flashbacks. And uh, we're and then we meet Fred. Well, we kind of get a, a a nice big impression of I'm going to say the word. Uh, what a royal cunt! <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, her mom is holy shit. Oh yeah, yeah, you know what? You know what? Hold on, time out. I wanted to do a little game, so we're going to do a game. I forgot to tell you guys. Oh, oh boy! All right, here we I go. I might as well do it now. I'm going to do it now. You guys. <laughs> so in order to continue doing the wheel of fun, we need to put up shitty movies every now and then. So I have a list of your shitty movies. And in order to not see your shitty movie on, on the wheel, you guys have to win the game. Okay? This is the oh game. Oh, my God. Okay, great. You have to say Lizzie's name the way it really is to Fred, which is Snotface. You cannot say anything else. You can't say Elizabeth, Lizzie, her, she. You can only say <laughs> Snotface. <laughs> you know, we're talking about the entire podcast. We have to the entire yeah. podcast. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Oh, oh, if you hear, if you say it wrong, if you say Lizzie or anything else, this is what you'll hear. Snot face. That's it. Snot face. And right, you will face. be awarded one point. Will I be credited one violation for the morality <laughs> code or whatever? <laughs> fucking no. Yeah. All right. All so right. Continue. All right. Nice bit. Wait. So the I wait. Sorry. Just to clarify the rules, I win if I if I if I never mess it. Like whoever gets the least points wins. Right. If you say anything other right. than Snot all Fade. rules, exactly. And then, there you go. Yeah. And then my my shitty movie it does not go on the board, or then it goes on the board if I win. If you win, it does not go on the board. Copy that. Okay. Great. Good. All right. So Snotface and Fred, we meet them finally for the this. Oh boy, I feel sort of bad calling her Snotface. (laughs) (laughs) We meet Fred, who who then shows up, and let's talk about this moment. When Fred shows up, was this the Fred you guys remembered from the movie? Like, what was your impressions when he showed up? Was this like, oh yeah, this is the thing I remember, or not? Yeah, that was exactly. That was probably what I remember. Did you not? Guy. What did you remember? Like some goblin or something? <laughs> like a leprechaun running Yeah, out. a leprechaun. Like <laughs> <The> Warwick Davis. <laughs> I think I I think I'll admit for the first like couple of minutes, I was very turned off by this whole thing. Like I was like, oh my God, he's so annoying. I don't think I remembered him being so annoying. I think he's I was so abrasive. Him. Yes, that's it. Abrasive is the right word. Sorry, Danny's got it right. <laughs> He was very abrasive, and I didn't. I think I remembered him being more sweetly crazy, mm. uh, and having more of like a sweet. I did not expect him to just like come right out of the gate and be like, "What up, Snotface?" And then like basically like punch her in the face and then go <laughs> rub dog shit all over the entire house. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, and, oh, first kill all of the stuffed animals and then rub dog shit all over the entire house. A scene, by the way, that dog shit scene. I almost had to get up and walk away. 
I just, it was the holy shit. The way oh, he God. slips and slides oh. when he first lands is like, oh, oh God. God. There's so much of it. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's so much. Well, it's so but I think he's got to be abrasive, right? I, this, this is basically the movie starts with her slowly spiraling and losing her mind, right? Mm-hmm. Reverting back to this helpless child. And then all of a sudden she finds herself back in her childhood room and this hand comes out and smacks her on the forehead and boom, that's the moment she's just like, okay, and now the flip, the switch is flipped and I'm losing my mind again or I'm, I'm struggling. That hand stuff, by the way, the hand and the, and the music box, like it was like, oh, it's a horror movie. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like dirty and like like a, like a like a monster coming out of the bed, dude. Yeah, it reminded. I did think of like Friday the Thirteenth briefly, yeah. <laughs> or not, or sorry, Nightmare on Elm Street with like Freddy Street, through the yeah. thing. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess that's that's true. That is the, that's when she's like back in the. Actually, Robert, you bring up a good point, and I we were I was gonna wait for later to ask this question, but we might as well have the discussion now. Is Fred a figment of her imagination or is he actually a magical creature? Like, is she losing her mind at that moment and starting to go crazy? Or is mm-hmm. Fred a literal supernatural entity who is doing these things? She's schizophrenic, 100%. Okay, okay. Like, 100%. And, and not only that, but, like, she's going to the doctor's office. He's giving her these, like, giant, like, horse pills to, you know... <laughs> Quiet down the voices and the, the, you know, she's totally schizophrenic at this point in the movie. I said, is Fred real? Because, uh, or is Elizabeth subconsciously smearing boogers on her own face? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I a hundred percent think she's schizophrenic, but the word schizophrenic isn't brought up, brought up in the whole movie. And I think that was a real letdown because they're making fun of her and making fun of the whole situation of being kind of nuts. And they say nuts are crazy a lot, but they don't actually say the word. And I think that that could have been addressed a little bit. So, so Danny is your, uh, is your premise that these terrible things happen to her, Charles and the getting fired in the car that triggers her mental oh, yeah. snap breakdown. Yeah. And that's, yeah, of course. What, that's what drives her into this and all the things that are happening. She's doing them. Yeah. And the fact that she's uh, back in her mom's house where all the trauma started. Right. Oh yeah. That's true. And I thought it'd be really funny if, um, if you kind of like saw the other side of it all of Elizabeth, like, like Fred wasn't actually there. Like you saw the side where Elizabeth is doing all these things, not Fred. Like she, she drops to the ground and like stares at her mom's vagina. And goes. <laughs> Yeah, right. I thought I thought that movie would have been hilarious to watch. Also, oh my god, I do think actually your note about that the movie never talks about like mental, like it never calls her schizophrenic. Like you're right, it totally avoids all of that. Yeah, and, and a in a way, it's movie. kind of yeah. In a way, I get what you're saying. Where like the movie sort of like could have leaned more into that and been like, let's at least on some level address that she's that like a thirty second scene. Like she's sitting on her bed crying and Fred says like, or she says like, what's wrong with me? And Fred's like, you know, your, your brain is sick or something, or, you know, I'm a product of your disease. And, you know, then he winds up and hits her with a shit pie. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't, I don't necessarily think, I mean, I think that the whole thing is just metaphor for, you know, mental illness, 
depression in general, right? And mm-hmm. and I think that obviously as I when I watched it as a kid, did not see any of this, right? And no, not at all. It did not come across as kind of sad and and um sort of difficult to watch at times where she's yeah, like, oh my God, really. she's losing she's losing her mind. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time knowing too, for sure. And there are bits in the movie where I was thought I was like convinced I knew. There are two scenes. I was convinced, like Danny, that Fred was a manifestation of her own psychosis. And then mm-hmm. two, and then one scene happened that I that I have a hard time shaking, which throws a monkey wrench into this for me. The mm-hmm. scene where Fred sees the other imaginary friends, right. Because suddenly, for one minute in the movie, we change perspective from from uh, Snotface, Boogerface, whatever uh-huh. her name is, Liz, Boogerface. Oh, 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 sorry, 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 we change perspective from her to these, to the, to A, these other kids right. who are now seeing not Fred, they're only seeing their own imaginary friend uh, hang out with invisible other people and not face can't see what fred is reacting to (laughs) which means (laughs) which means like we're suddenly in fred's perspective Mm -hmm. and that to me that in that moment first of all i would love to see more of that movie with those guys and i also (laughs) want to see a pixar movie just full of the imaginary friend world i can't believe that's never happened yeah um, but also like for me, that was the scene where I was like, wait a minute, shit, maybe Fred is a real thing because there are other imaginary friends in the world. And then the other scene is the last scene of the entire movie where she sees a little girl yeah. with Fred, which makes me think either Fred's oh. or her her insanity has infected this small <laughs> girl, which is also which is all Fred is a is a is a psychotic. A contagious mental breakdown that other people can get if they get too close to her. So, she's a virus. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Fred is a virus, and she anytime she meets a little child, she's in. She infected all those poor children inside that doctor's office, and now she's that's infected. why they have them. Yeah, she's infected that poor blonde girl at the at the end of the movie. Uh, but I, but I do agree with with what you guys are saying. What both you guys are saying is like, and I do think the movie can't make up its mind either. I think it wants to be yeah, both, I think that's a problem. And, and and struggles with the the rules because there are many times I'm sure like you guys too where I'm like, what is the deal with Fred? Like, what? How does this work? Like, can he replace the violinist woman, or is that just happening to Snotface? Or like, well, anyways, right. yeah, it's 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 complicated. It's a little more complicated. It's like, yeah, there's that constant like, wait, so is she running down into the the engine room of this ship and breaking everything? I don't think so. It would make a hell of a twist, though, if at the end of the movie, it just flashed back to her doing all the things. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, it, would, oh, it would not be, actually, it would not be a very good twist. It would be the most obvious twist ever. But still, it would right. be... Very like M. Night Shyamalan if it's yeah, like right, right. rubbing boogers <laughs> on your face. I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Making like hand, hand, hand standing into the into the hallway. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or like uh 
sitting down in the chair in the meeting room to make Carrie Fisher go. <laughs> yeah. that, whole, that entire scene is like, I don't know what is going on during that scene, but uh, I know. Oh my God. Making that poor man at that art gallery who has to be naked now in front of everybody. <laughs> scurry. By the way, that's probably his own mistake. He should have worn underpants, but even still. <laughs> Uh, right but that there if she actually did that she would have been like people would have seen that and kicked her out right like you lunatic what are you doing you just you just took the clothes off this man who's serving i know but that's the part that that's the part that's tricky right like it doesn't really you never see in the movie there is maybe i'm wrong is there ever a moment in the movie where you see someone else see something happen that is Fred's doing that isn't her. Like, do we ever see like a floating glass or a float? We don't, right? There's no like, well, you see her like shake her head, but that's also, that could be, I mean, that's hard to say, right? Like that, the way she, he grabs her head and moves it. So she nods. Mm -hmm. Yes. But that also could be just like a, her own sort of manifestation. I don't know. She's schizophrenic. I'm sorry. I think that, yeah, I think I think that reality as we know it is not, you know, this I think that this world has imaginary friends that do exist, that do help, that do interact with our reality, but they're but but they're specific to, you know, the person in need. So, yeah, exactly. you know, when he shows up, he says, "The reason I'm here is cuz you're losing your husband." And you're unhappy, and now I can't leave until you're happy. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's her brain telling her that. That's her brain, but I think also he exists. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, he has to exist because the little girl at the end. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. So he totally exists. There's two uh, realities going on that that can't coexist. Yeah, I think that's true. I well, (laughs) no, I but it is, but I think actually. No, but this this is a good point, though. Actually, my so I, I what we're talking about right now tainted me being able to like watch the movie all the way. Every time we flash back to like him with her when she was a little girl, mm-hmm. all I was thinking was like, is she doing this? She she doesn't seem to have like the upper body strength <clears throat> right. to pull off a lot of this stuff, and like, but also her parents are insane for thinking that this small tender child could cause this much damage and do so many things right physically that mud pie is too large yeah (laughs) large for her to lift that and make it on the table it's as big as her for god's sake right Um, so a lot of the time i kept going like is he real is he not real like i i was like trying to inception the movie the whole time uh instead of like i guess watching it all the way yeah, I don't know. It was, uh, anyway. Like, it made it uncomfortable and confusing a bit, right? But yeah. I think that that helped as far as kind of getting you uncomfortable a bit. and <laughs> Like, not knowing how things are happening and where they're going. And, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I felt like I had never, this movie genuinely, watching it as an adult, is completely different. And I think really like pretty poignant and like impactful as far as like a, a kind of a study of mental illness and how, like, like how what, shitty, what a shitty parent can do to you. 
Yeah. Yeah. And what, what, like, yeah, how shitty relationships relationships, can affect you and how people struggle to deal with that and, and kind of, you know, hopefully eventually come out the other end. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think I, 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 I agree with what you guys are saying. Like, I think I was struck by the same thing. Like, whoa, this movie's like about, in a lot, it was a little bit of the same stuff with like big, right? Of like, whoa, as from the grown up perspective, this movie is like is about being an adult and what happens when we, right, when we toxic relationships and we let people uh, keep us down and make us feel like children and make us feel less than and like what we do to cope with that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think the movie, uh, whether the studio did it or whether the movie was written this way to begin with, like, fails a bit in not not landing enough on either side like like in a way there are there were there are all these bits that are like kind of for the cheap seats if you're like like the flattened head thing is like it's a cool practical effect but like it's a like a two-minute scene that really for like if it's a movie for grown-ups like I don't need like that's not necessary it's like too and there's so many like sight gags with him that seem designed to make him like a Beetlejuicey kind of oh oh I got a question you know like we could sell toys of this guy because he's fun for the kids Uh, when really the movie to your guys's point is really much darker than that and it's about how like we fall back on childhood things to try to get us through whatever right so like you know, like I think it struggles and it lands in neither court enough. I would have liked it almost to go. I wonder whether the script was darker and then the studio comes in and goes like, no, 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 this needs to be like kind of for kids. Drop dead, drop dead Fred is like a character we can do something with. We can make toys. We can this, we can that. Like right. let's not make him too heavy duty because like this kid, we can make a cartoon out of him. Maybe. I think the intent, the, the story seems to me to be clearly addressing dealing with trauma and, and all that. But the reality of presenting that as a movie is the studio is going to be like, this isn't going to sell. What the hell? Like people want to go escape and have a good, you know, or go real dark, like one side or the other. So I think that, I think they were maybe kind of handcuffed on, on being able to truly address it. Like, deep dive style. I don't know. But I think really, if you get into it, they, they address, I mean, you know, like her husband is her father's age. Um, Her best friend is her mother's age. This is her trying to like find love from her parents. Right. Because both of them were, well, the mom was terrible. And then the dad left because he couldn't handle the mom, which then, I mean, that kind of makes him terrible, right? He just left. And yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fred is British because her dad was British. So she creates. Right, right, or, right. Or this oh. character is this comfort that always supported her and tried to defend her against Mega Bitch. Um, oh, wow. And Good job, Robert. Nicely done. You're right. Like, Professor father Robert. Is Fred. Yeah, great. I mean, it was like the more, the more you like look at it, it's like holy shit. Everything, even the guy's hair was kind of the same. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, no, no, dude, you're. I, I, I think you're. On, I think you're absolutely right. I hadn't thought about the father British thing, uh, or the protecting her from the monster 
that is the mom, like the husband, you're right. The dad does try to like protect her and ultimately is defeated or whatever, isn't strong. Right. But Fred is. Also, the reason Fred went away, this is back to, is he real? The reason he went away in the first place was only because the mom trapped him in the the jack-in-the-box, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, she like tapes it up. So so that would imply, I mean, if he was just an imagination, then she would just conjure him up again. So That is true. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, you're right. Although although psychologically that could have been... Yeah, actually that's true because the second she taped him up, she like uh, another like switch flipped and she started cleaning up and was like, and now I'm a good girl. I have to be a yeah. good girl. Well, dad fucking uh, basically dad. Leaves that, him, was that, right? like, that's, that's when he left life. too. Right. Yeah. So that was like a whole other shift in her psyche. And so she was like, yeah, repressing the attempt to get better and just becoming exactly what her mom wanted or something. Right. So I'm not convinced whether Fred is real or not real. Although I think he is real. I think I'm leaning more towards that. But yeah, man, nice job. I hadn't thought about I hadn't thought about Carrie Fisher being the same age as her mom, although I did note at some point like, oh wow, Carrie Fisher is like her mom and Carrie Fisher look like the same age, but you're right. Uh, right. This is how I feel about that whole assessment. What a pile of shit. <laughs> Danny. Yeah, I don't know. Danny is, I, Danny's the ultimate imaginary friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of I, I I was continually struck uh, like how kind of poignant this movie was and and how it was actually really doing a good job at at creating these metaphors for for dealing with mental illness and it was it was just surprising it was like wow this was there the whole time Jonas this is what happens when you watch the movie twice yeah right <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, full I watched it twelve times. <laughs> Uh, I mean, what happens is, is Robert has that. And my biggest note is, does Janie live on a casino steamboat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dive into that one. <laughs> that boat was she lives on awesome. a, uh, a river boat. A fully, yeah, she lives on a fully operational miniature river boat. Oh, not miniature, bro. I think that was a full-size river boat. That was just her house. That was her house. She lives on a full-size riverboat? That was like a smaller riverboat. I feel like it was one uh, of okay. worth of riverboat. I, I don't know, but all I know is that, yes, it was a riverboat, and it was surprising to me that it was fully operational, oh, right. yes. perfect running <laughs> order. And, all, you and do, all you have to do is hit the gas, and you can just yeah, take, you can take just that out of the way. Like, holy shit. What was her reasoning for stealing the boat? Like I get it, she's trying to go go find her uh, her husband, who she thinks yeah. is on a separate boat driving across their lake, whatever. Right. But yeah. like Jesus, like that was. I mean, that was not you know that wasn't solid reasoning <laughs> there, or you know she wasn't she wasn't in a space. No, that's that's actually this is a very good argument for what you guys are both saying because I I'll admit like I didn't I I didn't think of her as being like crazy i just thought of her as having trauma and like needing to address it but you're right in that scene she sees this guy who doesn't look anything like charles no, not at all right it should have been like it should have been like a fat 300 pound man she's like charles she, said, she did say i think she said like I, that's got to be charles that looks like our boat or something 
Right. It should have been right. a black man. <laughs> yeah. Right. It should. Yeah. Exactly. But like they don't. There's no. There's no indication that they've had a boat in the movie. She doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't look like Charles at all. And you're right. It's completely irrational. Like mm-hmm. that is like crazy. That is someone who has got mental problems. Right. And a weird rational case for like I'm gonna go charge chase this guy who doesn't look anything like my husband. It must be him. Hit the fucking gas. I'm gonna take. Yeah. His- Fucking riverboat all the way to New Orleans. <laughs> my problem, my problem right here. She lives with Charles in a condo. Just go to the fucking condo if you want to see him so bad. <laughs> no, no, but totally I think she's totally been true. looking for him though, right? So I think that he hasn't been. I think he was staying with Annabella or something because I think she went back there. He wasn't there. Then she got the note from Fred to go meet him. He wasn't there. Um, so I think that this is her, you know, she's, she's on the edge or maybe already, already spiraling, but really it's, it's ramping to a crescendo here where she's like really losing it. And now she thinks she sees him and she's just got to talk to him. So Robert, she, (laughs) her self-destructive best friend wants to play pirates. She cannot (laughs) entertain that that idea. So the other, the other, it also, it also like leads us to that the next scene with Carrie Fisher, which is such a strange scene. She wants to fuck, man. She's all about fucking. Oh my god! First of all, Murray, that guy fucks all night. (laughs) Murray is a fucking dipshit, though. No, nighter. Yeah, dude, that guy's an all nighter, Robert. That guy is bringing it. (laughs) Fucking Janie is like, I got to listen. Murray's here once a month. This guy is bringing it. She says it's like three times. Yeah. He goes all night. I think she says, right? Yeah. Murray goes all night. He's a month or fucker. (laughs) (laughs) Right. No, she says he's he's an animal. Right. And then he says like he goes all night and she says, what did she say? No, he. What do you think I meant? He shits in the corner and and eats oh, but, yeah. his Which also that's also a funny joke, by the way. Yeah, right. Apparently, Carrie Fisher wrote a, quite a lot of her own dialogue, which makes sense because she's funny. So well done. <laughs> but then, okay, so that so that, so let's talk about what happens then when uh, Snotface goes to Carrie Fisher's uh, work. Right. Carrie Fisher is she just acting out this invisible man yeah. attack mm-hmm. for the purposes yes. of Liz? Sorry, Snotface? Oh, no! Oh, no! Snotface! oh God. Is he, is that yes. what's happening? Because the movie well, doesn't really, doesn't really give any indication of that. There's never a scene where Carrie Fisher like glances up at Snotface or like looks with concern. She literally, she does it almost as if she's like, I believe this this drop dead Fred thing is a real thing. I'm going to take my friend's word and I'm going to actively try to attack an invisible man in a chair yeah. in front of my entire work. So much so that I get so carried away that I reveal that I am fucking a dude in the office. Like, whoa. He's a married man. I think maybe Carrie Fisher needs to have some of those green. I think that she was doing that in sort of in solidarity with Snotface, right? Trying to be a good friend, but also was having a bit of a, a, a break or a moment because she just found out her her riverboat sank. So she's 
you know, yeah, she's losing it. She's kind of losing it. She's like, holy shit, this just happened. And then she's like, where's the fucker? Where, okay, where is he? Point him out. I'll go get him. Like, I think she's not thinking straight right now. She's kind of acting on some emotions and, and also thinking that, you know, she's going to help snot face a little bit by showing her that she can vanquish this pesky drop dead Fred, but it's insane. Yes. I mean, and why is she not in- incarcerated for stealing and sinking a riverboat? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's her friends. Her friends didn't press charges. The last half of the movie should have been her in prison. <laughs> it becomes like a straight up, like legal procedural where we just see the judicial system just at work. Just Fred just makes her. I object. He makes her like say that over and over. Again. <laughs> Did you guys catch the the coworker that was next to Murray when when she revealed that they were stooping? And then yeah, that, like, yeah, kind of greasy dude looks over and it was like, hey, yeah, bro. <laughs> kind of, I, I, like, I, I laughed. <laughs> I mean, Carrie Fisher seemed to uh, be infected with some kind of fever that only Murray had the, had the cure. <laughs> yeah. <buddy. laughs> oh, wait, I got to ask you a question. So I think this was back a bit, but did you notice the scene when Fred stuffed his ear inside his ear and then like flinged it out? <laughs> no, he did a little trick. He like, Stuff the top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he popped it, right? And then he went, boing. Did you guys try that after you saw him do that? <laughs> Robert, Robert, Robert's like, oh, no, I didn't either. Me neither. Yeah, I, never I totally didn't try it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I, I totally tried that. it. I, don't I totally that. tried it, and I could not do it. No, I don't remember that. When does he do that? I think it's, oh, no, I think it's when, when she goes, after she gets the letter, and then he meets her there. Charles is at their condo and then tells her that he uh, made that it was, yeah. And then she's all sad and he's trying to like cheer her up and he goes like, Hey, hey, look at this. Remember this? (laughs) 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 Okay. Wait, guy. Okay. Anyway, she sinks the riverboat and then she goes to lunch with Mickey. Yeah. And this to me was the most difficult scene to watch in the entire movie. It was very difficult. Yeah. It was troubling. It was yeah. deeply troubling to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was like, yeah, that was really when it was like, my God, this woman needs help. Like, this is sad. And right? I'm so, glad you guys, I'm so glad you funny. guys felt the same way. I was like, this movie. But Mickey was cheering her on, dude. Yeah, well, Mickey's a good guy. I mean, he was, you know, <laughs> I mean, he, was trying to, he was trying to just be there for her. I think he knew something, you know, definitely she's going through some things, but wow. Yeah. He was getting off on it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, He liked it. That guy was digging it. Yeah. He he enjoyed it so much so that he fucking climbed onto a tree limb to get inside her house. (laughs) He's a fucking stalker, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, there's a chance that that guy's problematic emotionally as well, but like, you know, but I agree. Like (laughs) this scene with Mickey, it's also, I think the only scene in the movie where, we don't where we see what other people see when Fred is like, first of all, he's manipulating her physically, which we, I don't think we really see that in the movie again right. before that. And then also we keep seeing not Fred and her just by herself struggling yeah. through it, which is the part that makes it so sad, yeah. and difficult to, 
like so difficult to watch. And I think this makes Danny's of the point you guys are made like Danny's point, especially like she's definitely troubled, but then also the movie so quickly pivots away from that, that like it never lands enough that it to like get that, like to Danny's point, like it never like stops to go like we're we're going to take responsibility for this and then deal with whatever that means for this movie. It, well, I, it I sort of like dabbles in it and then like immediately sort of zips off to another thing. I feel like where it's sort of like, we don't, we don't really, we want to kind of yeah. have our cake and eat it. Too. I don't know. Anyways, but yes, troubling to watch. Also amazing that Mickey, after she throws spaghetti across the entire fucking restaurant is like, you're zany. I love you. You're I wild. How bad does that guy want to get laid? Man? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh man, I like your moxie, girl. <laughs> <laughs> he throws spaghetti at that like dude and um, behind them. He would have gotten beat up. So like a mafia boss, <laughs> he was right. <laughs> I know he's, yeah, got, he's got like gold yeah. chains on and a suit, and like he's just gets pelted with a handful of spaghetti. That would have been. He would not have just been escorted out by the matron. Matri- no, not at all. Well, he would have been attacked attacked by that like, Mickey is escorted out, even though uh, Snotface has thrown a glass plate at a at a patron, and also <laughs> yeah. her own wine glass smashed it all over the ground. And the waiter just comes over and is like, "Here's your lunch, thanks." Right, I'll get that. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So she, the, yeah, so she does that, and then she goes. And this was also where I got confused. This is the, my most confusing Fred moment. Then she has the fight with Fred, and then Fred replaces the violinist, but I guess doesn't. Liz sees him replace the violinist. Snowface! Right. Oh, oh. For God's sake. Which is yes. maybe the most psychotic break she had. Like, that definitely him, is. Something about the him moment. replacing a person makes it very. That is very. That's the craziest it gets, I feel like, for her. Yeah. Why is she at the mall? She's just walking around a mall like in a fucking daze. Yeah, I think I think that was like near the restaurant, oh, right? Okay. And so, but still, she's in a day. She's all messed up. Oh yeah, that was like I, I think I wrote full, vivid, visual, and auditory hallucinations at this. Point. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's and no, you're right. That's the crazy. She she right, like the 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 restaurant scene is setting it up. Right, it's like oh man, this is really like sad. And then all of a sudden, she's this woman alone walking through the mall yelling at herself and then all of a sudden she's beating up this innocent violin player and it's like oh god this is spiraling out of control but and then yeah what she just gets arrested but what happens we just cut to the mom cutting a check to the violin there it is and then like she goes to the doctor's office where we meet the other imaginary friends, but you guys are right that all that happens is, and this is another one of those things where I was expecting the movie to go darker at this stage. Like mm-hmm. I was expecting it to go full blown. She's in a mental institution, like not like crazy dark, dark, but like, you know how like the ghostbusters plays around with the ghostbusters being crazy for like a minute or two in the movie towards the whatever towards the they all get hauled off because people think they're crazy i was expecting mm-hmm. her to get hauled off in all a right. tonally cartoony way but like you know straight jacket into the ambulance we will be like off to the off to the crazy the crazy house uh right. for a while and i was kind of surprised that the movie 
only went with green pills and the big nurse lady and didn't go. They didn't want to address it. They didn't want it to be so obvious. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Well, but I think it's addressing it in a sense as far as it gets darker and like sad, right? She's like locked up. She's being forced to take these pills. And so it doesn't, you know, literally throw her in a, in an asylum, but it is like forcing her to get this type of treatment, right? That feels, that feels like maybe not, maybe it's not the right treatment and it's kind of like intrusive and, and aggressive and, and scary, but it's, it's a treatment that everyone thinks is right for her. I think Jonas, you're right that at one point in the script, it had her going to an institution and the studio was like, that's too real. We can't do that. That's, you know, not a target audience. And so in order to change it, yeah, Robert, they put her into the house under pretty much lock and key with, with like, which was a crazy, like, yeah, nurse from the institution. You know what I mean? Like she, it feels like she was part of the first script. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a good point, Danny. I, I do think like, it, it does feel like a like it wanted to go because I agree with what with what you're saying, Robert, but like the movie doesn't really go there, right? Like it does you know, actually what they sort of do, which I think is also kind of a cop out, is that the green pills are more about Fred than they are about her, which is which is kind of a shame. In that like the the pills aren't really about about Snotface taking the pills. The pills are about like we've learned that like they're gonna kill Fred. So it's really about Fred trying to keep her from taking these pills. Like, it, well, it's right, like, but that's it doesn't go far. And, and this actually it gets to another point I'll bring up later, which is another thing a problem I have with it. But like, it does go. It's it wants to go there, but then it then it like doesn't really enough to Danny's point. Like it should. It want like it. It feels like a studio going. No, 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 no. Like this has got to be family fun. You can't with this. Yeah, I mean, I agree. There definitely the left turn where all of a sudden she's in uh, an asylum was if that was part of the script, that's not going to fly. Studio's not going to allow it, right? All of a sudden, the movie changes, and it's no longer is there any like semblance of fun or merriment that is occurring, right? It's just dark, and so they couldn't do that. But I do think. So I think that the the message of the the pills treating Fred is to me it seems like the, the intent of that is kind of showing that this might not be the way. Like yeah, we could try to just use these pills and get rid of Fred, but it's and it's working. Fred's dying off, right? But ultimately she still just hasn't worked on herself, right? Right, right. She's not, it is, it is not the, getting it is, better. It is the, like medicated away instead of actually treating the addressing it. Right. I, I I agree with that. I agree with that. I just think the movie. I just kind of wish the movie was hitting it a little harder. Like I think I would. I would have liked the movie a little. And to be fair, I'm not saying I didn't like the movie. I kind of did like the movie, but um, I kept wanting it to go further. In yeah. The that those opening credits are very dark. Right. I, I was hoping the movie would continue down that darker road and i think it gets a little milder as it goes it's not it's not really ever as dark as that first minute ever again 
I don't even think. Yeah. I don't even think Snotface swears again in the rest of the movie. Like, like right. that opening minute or two is like a pretty fucking dark movie. Uh, and I, but also funny and also very clever in playing with kid stuff and grown up stuff and kids. Anyways, I, I just, I'm going to go deeper. I'm going to go deeper right now. I think snot face was the cause for her own breakdown. I think the mom in the beginning was shit. Fuck that. I think the mom had her own breakdown because, because right in the very beginning, she's reading her, her kid, a nice little happy story full of princesses and, and there's really soft music going on. And then she gets to the end and then we hear this. What a pile of shit. Breakdown. The mom's a bitch. She never recovers. She's all worried about her carpet for no reason. Dude, I think they <laughs> started this whole goddamn thing. <laughs> she deserves everything she gets. Oh my God, that's cold hearted, bro. <laughs> this, is, this is Danny makes a good point, actually. Why is Snotface such a dick? Like, like <laughs> Right well, out no. What a pile of shit. You're a pile of shit, kid. <laughs> How about that? Fuck you. Yeah, why don't you go to bed before I yeah. fucking love it, bitch? Yeah. Go to yeah. bed. <laughs> now you will go to sleep or I will put you to sleep. <laughs> Permanently. <laughs> seriously, I'm with Danny now. That mom, poor fucking woman. Yeah. She oh, tried. Fuck you guys! Tried. This is fucking horseshit. Trying to raise her daughter, and she shit. yeah, she has a husband who some fucking God knows what this guy's been up to, but he bolts at the first sign of trouble, and she's got this terrible little daughter who doesn't like bedtime stories and ruins everything. Like I don't blame her. <laughs> what did we not see from her? What was she saying like in other scenes that didn't include, you know, uh, a story? <laughs> did she not, did she not want to take a bath? I mean, holy shit. No, it, was was just, it was just her crying. That's it. It's just cutting to her crying in the bedroom because she can't deal with her clearly asshole child who is ruining their house. Destroy so what if, they destroyed she the done? entire front of the house. Burglary? My God! So she had to become this person that she didn't want to be. She didn't want to be her mother, but she had to because of her shit heels kid. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. That kid destroyed her marriage. The man she loved, <laughs> who she met on a trip to London, probably maybe some foreign exchange thing when they were young and excited oh, about life. Right? It was, it was beautiful. A it was beautiful. And then this fucking... Buzz Killington is born and like <laughs> shows up and just fucking wrecks the entire house. Like what a pile of shit. <laughs> Listen exactly. to that voice. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck you, snot face. <laughs> <laughs> Robert's not feeling it at all. I no. I'm offended, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Robert disagrees. He disagrees. That was guys, that was a perfectly good sweater that she ruined. <laughs> oh fuck, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Okay. All right, obviously that's not the real thing. The real thing is the other thing. Boy, that was a lot of fun. That's the kind of freewheeling comedy stylings you can expect from this podcast. <laughs> 
All right. Are we at the All end? Right. Can we, can we okay. dive into well, the at the end? We're going to zip forward, right? So, uh, hey, Robert, you have a note or something? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Robert. Oh, on the end, yeah. Okay, so let's okay. Just, let's just they. Uh, Charles comes back. It turns out he's an asshole in the end, which we all knew. They go to uh, the uh, yeah. Charles comes back. He's an asshole. Then we have this moment. I'm going to jump to it because I think this is probably the next thing we want to talk about. Snotface passes <laughs> out and lands on top of uh, Fred, and they they're sort of whisked away to to her imagination. She ODs. Is that that is what happens, right? She dies for a second. <laughs> I did not see it like that, but okay, I'm with you. So this is all out of body experience, sort of. Dude, she's, been, she's been downing those pills like all day long, trying to get rid of Fred. Oh my god! And now she passed out. No, Danny's right. Like Tic Tacs. Danny's right. No, holy shit, she does OD. You're right. I hadn't even thought about that because I couldn't figure out why she suddenly just fainted. She's uh, in the great hereafter, bro. <laughs> oh my god, it's totally true. All right, anyways, then we're in Imagination House. Let's right. talk about that. So I remembered for some reason as this scene started, I st- sort of started to have a vague memory of it. But what I was remembering was Tom Petty's video, um, "Don't Come Around Here No More." I think with Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I was like, oh, this, oh, no, wait, that was Tom Petty's music video. Never mind. I don't remember this scene. <laughs> just Tom Petty in a huge hat. But this, I mean, this whole scene is, right, just a metaphor for finally getting therapy, treating yourself, yeah. and actually addressing the trauma, right? Yeah. She addresses what's his bucket, freaking Charles. And then a tree grows, right? To go Is up, that right? Yeah, to go up. Why the stairs? It's like it's. She couldn't. So the stairs to get up to her mom, she could not use. Right? She had to. They were like flat. So she addresses Charles, and then the tree is like the manifestation of her growing because mm-hmm. she's confronting these fears, and now in that growth, she can reach the next level of of the fears and the trauma. And at which point she does, she confronts her mother and tells her she's not afraid and then can, you know, break through to her room where she finds herself as a child taped up. Yeah. Oh uh, man. That's like, that is some dark stuff right there. Literally bound and unable to grow and progress as like a, a full adult human and so she then breaks those binds and, you know, accepts herself as, you know, as herself and has, you know, acknowledged the trauma and worked through it. And I'll admit, I mean, that was like she was what, maybe passed out for two minutes. Like, I mean, that, that's a, a very accelerated course of therapy but it seems it seems like it it worked wonders and i wrote i wrote this is this movie is a masterpiece an absolute master class oh jesus <laughs> if i have to listen to this fucking guy <laughs> as i was watching i see all the symbolism all the the metaphors for 
for therapy and treatment and trauma. And, and I was just like, oh my God, yes, yes, and that, and this, and oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so I, I was affected by this scene. I, I, thought it was, I thought it was good stuff. I don't really know why she had this breakthrough other than she got herself completely jacked on those green pills. Like I kind of, exp- I, I, I wished there was a something triggering this other than her just like falling over. Uh, she saw that Charles was still talking to Annabella and lying to her. And it all kind of snapped into reality that she's just lying to herself and she's trying to tell herself she wakes up and then she dumps the salad on his head. Yeah, once she she goes through all that, right, in in her dream or or out of body experience or whatever it was and has now kind of recognized that she doesn't need to be lying to herself and acting in this way that, you know, her her mom sort of has told her how you're supposed to be and so she's like free. She wakes up she recognizes she needs to be herself, says, fuck you, Charles, I'm out of here. And the journey begins where she gets to go find herself. Yeah. Okay. So I think, I think the only thing I think about it is, and these are just whatever I'm nitpicking, but like, I don't think the movie does a very good job of making Fred seem like someone who is taking her somewhere on purpose emotionally. Fred is just perpetually destroying everything and making her look like an asshole nonstop. So I, I kind of wish the movie like had Fred, like when Fred finally does help her get there, it's like touching, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, like literally up until 10 seconds ago, all Fred did was like rub dog shit on things and like make hot fucking mud pies and like make her, make her life a nightmare. And even if all it was, was Fred at some point going like, I need to tear this whole thing down so that you could build it back up. Like if he said that at the end, I would be like, okay, I get the motivation, but for him to suddenly be like the Obi-Wan in all of this to me felt like, I don't really, I don't really understand how it's suddenly happening. So quickly. you know, yeah, what I mean? like, that's a good point. Like, he doesn't seem like he has any got any reasoning behind his shit. His shit is just like, Oh, you're not a kid anymore. Boo, boo. You're a grown up. Womp, womp. Well, and you're right. He he doesn't, in fact, ever try to be a positive influence on her. He's trying to kill her. Health, right? Yeah, he's trying to. He's kind of trying to kill her. It's true. No, no. Look at look at this scene, dude. He the entire movie. He's running her down. He's making her look like a fool, like you said. It's 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 almost hard to watch sometimes. Yeah. And like you could feel like the tears behind her eyes. And not only that, but like there's a scene when. When she says, get the fuck out of here. And he goes, fine, I'm out of here. And he walks out into the street and he uh, intentionally gets hit by a truck. Now, what is that telling her? You should go kill yourself. Throw yourself into a truck. That's what he's trying. Oh, my God. This movie's so horrible. I don't even know. (laughs) No, I mean, no, I I think there's a a version of this movie that's a little bit better if you tweak it a little bit. Right. Like it makes me think of big again. Right. In big. Mm At some point, his his buddy, I forget his fucking name, the redheaded kid, right, comes mm. to him and goes like, look at this. You've become this boring, stupid grown up. What the fuck is this? Like, you're the person we all made fun of now. Like, this is lame. If if Fred had at any point said that kind of stuff, like pointed <clears throat> right. out to her that her life 
is boring and dumb because she stopped being a child, because she lost her playful nature, because she lost her sense of humor, her hope, her whatever, her specialness. Mm -hmm. Then I feel like you could buy like, okay, I'm dismantling this thing that you don't see sucks because I want you to see that once it's dismantled, it was terrible. And I want, you know what I mean? Like there's no... And then at the end, when he is in imagination land, he suddenly is like sweet and he's like, you don't need me anymore because you did the thing. And it's like, what? Suddenly you're this guy? Like, you, yeah. you're like, all you've been doing the whole movie is like looking up ladies' dresses and like throwing shit in people's faces. And suddenly you're like, you're like guiding her. Hero. Yeah. You're right. Like, like all of a sudden brother. you care. Yeah. Suddenly you're, previously, you're like, yeah. your goal was just to like fuck around and have fun and like you're there as long as she needs you, but well, that's his journey. But, I, that's his journey. He he made the journey into that. So at first he was just like, I want to have fun, and 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 he had to figure yeah. out like, hey, she, she's not the same person anymore. I've got to adapt, and that was his journey to the. So at the end, at the end, he recognizes that he's just causing, like he. It's a feedback loop. The only reason he's there is because he's there, and if if he were to let her go and, and help show her that, that he's, he's admitting that, okay, I shouldn't be here for you anymore. Cause I, I don't know. You're right though. No, no, he doesn't. That would, I mean, that, would have, that would have been actually what you're describing, Robert. Like that would have been what you guys are describing would have been great. One scene where he realizes that he's destroying her because he loves her or doesn't want to give her up himself. Mm-hmm. or can't whatever like if there was one scene with him and another imaginary friend dude where that imaginary friend is like right you've got to give up your kid at some point because like is are you doing this for her or for you whatever and then he goes like you're right and then you know what i mean like if today if that was the arc he would have his own arc too but he doesn't have an arc he just is like trying to save his own ass and then at the last minute he's like you don't need me anymore because you're super cool now Right. Although, although at the end there, he is concerned for her, right? He's like saying, you got to leave him. You're not happy. Uh, yeah. And so there, there's, a, there's a hint of that, but I know, I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Honestly, I agree. Like it, it, that would have probably been, I don't know. That would have been good to see probably, huh? Like impactful and uh, a little, a meaningful little. moment where he just kind of recognizes it. And then, yeah, I, I don't know. I agree. Well, I think I think. Look, I think we're we're kind of towards the end here. But uh, Danny, were you about to say something? No. Well, we need to wrap it up. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, look, uh, well, let's okay. So let's wrap it up then. So, what do we? I mean, I think we've talked a lot about how we feel about the movie. I would say I think that the movie was better than I expected. Dealt with a bunch of shit that was very adult that I wasn't expecting to deal with. Some of it, I think, it did. I sort of give the movie props for going down that road and taking it on because I think it's a lot of stuff to take on in a cool way. I wish it was a little better and it does feel a little bit like a little more, if it had gone a little heavier in one way, committed a little more to the darker thing, it might have been even better. Uh, Yeah, so surprisingly holds up even better than I remembered. This one's a winner for me more than I remembered. Maybe one of the first ones. Um, I have two feelings on the subject. Here's the first one. <laughs> and here's my second one. What a pile of shit. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Danny, not a fan. Not a fan.
I wasn't standing up cheering uh, for Fred to make more fucking mud pies. The whole bit got old. Um, I don't care about mental health apparently. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, it, it was, it was probably better than what I remembered as a kid. Cause I didn't like it at all as a kid, but ah, man, I wasn't, I wasn't like freaking out over it. Like Robert was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, I mean, I think that it's a pile of shit. I hated this movie. Thank you. No, you lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I agree with Jonas. This this is better than I remembered, but for different. You know, it wasn't it wasn't funny, right? To me, it was it was poignant and impactful, and actually, like, I feel like said something that I did not expect at all. And uh, yeah, and I think I think it more than held up, but in a different way, you know, long story short. Yes. Holds up, uh, uh, absolute clinic in. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, look, uh, an interesting one. I think we went a little bit deeper analytically with this one than we normally have, or maybe have. But I also think that was refreshing, and I think you guys genuinely there was a lot of stuff you guys mentioned that I didn't think of. So uh, like, was he real? I think ultimately he's. I think he is real. I'm going to come down. Yeah. Uh, I think he is. That last he's a figment of that her last, broken. That last scene yeah. with the little girl. I don't think you can. Do, I think that makes it impossible for him to. It's a hole him. in the script. They fucked up. <laughs> they needed an ending and that was the best one they came up with (laughs) that's probably true that the movie just ended with her just like going to a mental institution and the studio's like you gotta add something better oh she killed her she killed her mom and then was taken away (laughs) (laughs) caught eating her mother's head (laughs) (laughs) no didn't they say they would do that right On, on the carpet yeah, <laughs> yeah. When they rolling around it, dog shit eating her mother's severed head. Oh wow! I would nope. I would like that ending. I'd be on board with that. That'd be intense, bro. <laughs> Bit of a twist there, right at the end. But, you know, but I all right, all right, all right. So, Jonas, you failed the uh, game. You lost three to zero. Oh boy! So, yeah, I stuck to it pretty good there. What um. What would you, what movie do you want to put on the board? What mo- one movie you don't want to see ever again? Oh God! Um, At one point you said *Lethal Weapon* four, and I was really surprised by that. I just remember it being so disappointing because it just like makes it sadder than the other, makes the other movies worse because you know where this this they eventually have to do this movie. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with *Little Monsters*. I'm sure that's awful. Let's watch. Oh God! All right, that'll be a good one. All right, Little Monsters is now on the board. Are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. Yep. I need a good one. I'm tired of these shit ones. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Oh, wait, I fucked that up. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that was fuck. a weak spin. Spin it better. Come on. Yeah, that was a weak spin because I don't want... Yeah, okay. It's also a very small board. There we go. Oh my god, it landed on it twice. It has uh, to happen. It has to be. Which one? Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> Come on. Holy shit. Oh, no. 
Really? Twice. Oh, Twice. All right. I mean, all right. All right. No, it's fine. We got it. The board is broken. We put it oh, on the board. God. The board is the thing we do. God, this, I wanted to see, like, like the board only give us shitty movies. The board, by the way, has only given us bad movies. I know, man. Um, wow. All right. Well, let's wrap Can it we up. we do taglines? <laughs> no, we did. I didn't do it. Did you guys do it? No, I was, like, too busy being, like, addressing the analytical ramifications. Yeah. Of I, I thought of one, but it's maybe not right. mentioning. Go for it. What is it? Uh, when life gives you lemons, smear dog shit on your mom's living room, on your mom's living room, and sink your best friend's boat. <laughs> sink your boat. boat. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Uh, all right, that's it, guys. Uh, I think we've said all we could possibly say about Drop Dead Fred. Um, thank you guys for listening. Robert and Danny, thank you both very much uh, for another great show. And next week, Garbage Pail Kids... Jesus. Oh, I can't uh, wait. What a pile of shit. Yeah, man. This is going to be tough. This yeah. might not be one I could watch twice. I think I'm going to have to just power through in one. Hey, hey. <laughs> be bad. Maybe Garbageville Kids. I can't say that. Oh, I don't know if it's possible that Garbageville Kids is actually good. <laughs> it's a metaphor for mental illness, guys. Come on. <laughs> right. um, oh my god! Actually, when he gets his face flattened, he looks like a garbage pail kid. Oh. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. It's been another great podcast. I love you guys both. Thanks for a good. All right, night. thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Talk everybody. to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>